What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation. Broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. We are back on a beautiful April afternoon in the heart of the universe. Of course, that's Clarendon. I'm your host, Chris Farley, back again for episode 190 of Pace the Nation. Ten more to go to 200. How about that? And alongside me today, of course, across from me, it's Test Strike. Tess, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. A little a little frazzled, a little sweaty. I had to race back to my house to grab an adapter for our guest and all that stuff. But I feel good because you run Commuted here. So Two out of three guests yes, ran Commute to sweaty, the recording so. today. Yeah, so uh, doing well. Also to my left, of course, it's William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? Are you guys are guests? Oh, no. <laughs> hosts. Two hosts. out of three hosts. hosts. Yeah. yeah. You guys uh, flail without me. We do. We we definitely do. Glad that you're back in you town. You weren't even here for the scuba story about flailing. I know. That's hmm. right. How about that? Uh, Docs is back. We're going to get to uh, you know what's going on with Docs. Uh, Tess, you're back. Even though you were back last week, we'll get on to some of the stuff we talked about uh, last week, even though it was recorded, then not recorded, and then it didn't come out, and then it did come out, and the audio was awful. It was just a whole thing last week, so... Today is going to be much better and excited well, about today's program. We'll take another whack at it. And then next week's going to be back bad again. Back to, yeah, so it's mm-hmm. one-on, one-off, one-on, mm-hmm. one-off. All right, big show to get to today, guys. Uh, excited to definitely cover some of the content that we uh, didn't do last week. I want to talk a little bit more about uh, the Cherry Blossoms, the Cherry Blossom Road Race, the Cherry Blossoms. Uh, I know we touched on those on the phone, but probably nobody could hear it because the audio was bad. So we'll talk Cherry Blossom, Cherry Blossoms. Uh, also on today's program, we want to tell a story of a random act of kindness, and uh, Tess is going to fill us in on that. That was really cool. And our guest today, excited to have Jesse Williams. He's formula, formerly of Brooks Running. He was the Brooks Sports Marketing Manager. Now he's of Sound Running, uh, which is a training program, an online training program that uh, trains you specifically for races. He also, guys, is a Texas Tech alumnus oh yes so let's be honest that's the real reason we're gonna have jesse on we're gonna <laughs> give him a hard time because we're gonna talk a lot about the virginia cavaliers who are the national champions of basketball and men's the NCAA. basketball men's basketball in the ncaa uh and it was just an incredible like run that they had that ended in minneapolis and uh you know just uh, an incredible 30 for 30 uh type type story that uh, ended in Indianapolis this past Monday. Well, for for anybody who doesn't follow basketball, I'll give you the really quick mm-hmm. summary on this. Let's get into that. Yeah, let's get last, into Virginia. Last year in the 2018 tournament, Virginia was the first number one seed to lose in the opening round. Unbelievable. Farley behaved like a little baby for <laughs> six months because of it. And then... This year, they completely redeemed themselves and won the whole tournament. It's, un- I mean, it was it, the turnaround is unbelievable. The first team, and they're a bunch of good guys, yeah. And we root for good guys, we do, <laughs> we do. And they happen to go to our university, yeah. Um, so the coach is a great guy, 
Yeah, so we're going to talk UVA. Got things in perspective. UVA Farley, hoops. you could learn things from him. We, we're going to talk UVA hoops here in the opener. We're going to talk UVA uh, hoops in the closure. Uh, I want to get to what Docs did uh, for, for the uh, Monday final. For the big game. For the big game. Uh, I was in Minneapolis. Um, but we That didn't I, take long for you to, <laughs> to let everybody know that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but it was just an unbelievable run. I mean, there was three games that Virginia. Can, can I describe this? Yes, please. Virginia is terrible at losing. I, I know. They can't they lose. Tried they to tried to lose three straight <laughs> games, and they couldn't do it. They couldn't do because it. Because they are incompetent, and they can't lose. I mean, the range So annoying of how emotions. bad they are at losing. <laughs> they put the fans through. I mean, up 10 points in the Auburn game, in the Final Four game. Up 10 points in the final game against Texas Tech. Only to lose both those leads and be down which seemed to be an insurmountable lead of three points in the Texas Tech game with just seconds to go and three don't, points. Don't get too much gymnasium. Yeah. Okay, right. but I hate to break it right. to you, but yeah. would you want it any other way? Would, like, would you point, want a smooth sailing to the finish? At this point, no. Good what, question. What at this point, I, no, but my heart couldn't take it during <laughs> – you. if you ask me during – Get some palpitations? Yeah, I, I was dying, yes. One of my buddies said that he watched the Purdue game on replay and – even though he knew the result, he was like, I, I don't think we're going to win. I don't know how they did it. So yep. even, even on the replay, it's, it's, it's not believable. I think you're right, Docs. Uh, they don't know how to lose. They don't know how to lose. They're, they're not good just at terrible losing. at that, yeah. And they were a one seed last year that lost to a 16 seed. Again, mm-hmm. uh, like, as Doc said, the first time ever. And Didn't happen again this to year. To turn it all the way around, it mm-hmm. is a storybook. You could not write a better script. Uh, it's unbelievable. I, uh, I could. I don't yeah. think you could write a better script. <laughs> I, I feel like I could. I could accept that challenge. Well, yeah, you're probably right. Had we beat Duke, mine in would the final, be a comedy. Yeah, uh, really we, dark <laughs> underlinings. Had we had we beat beat Duke in the final, I think that could have been the the, the cherry you know, on top. Yeah, that could have been the script. That, but I didn't I want to play if we Duke. Could have beat Duke. To Texas be Tech was uh, was a fine. Uh, they had an incredible run. Uh, we'll talk to Jesse about uh, his his experience uh, as the. Uh, on the other side, rooting for Texas Tech as an alumnus of uh, Texas Tech. So, but, but I also say, I think Texas Tech fans should be really proud of their team getting to the final. That, yeah. that, that was a huge accomplishment for them. Yep. You and know? It was the first time they'd been in the final. The first, first time, time we'd been in the final. The yeah. final so. so, I think everybody should be. I mean, I know that they want to win and they got so close and everything like that, but still an amazing run they had. Yes, it was. So, we'll talk to Jesse about that and let's get him in here. We're going to talk more Virginia. I want to know what Docs did on the final game. Mm-hmm. I want to let people know uh, about how Minneapolis was and I want, uh, I want to hear what Tess was doing. I want to wonder if she was awake. Tess, he doesn't want to hear what we're doing. He just needs that as a uh, uh, jumping off point so he can tell, talk for 10 minutes about what he was doing. It's like this guy's done 190 episodes with me. 10 more to go. Yeah, I know, 10 more. He's probably out. He's going to walk away. All right, excited to be joined next by Texas Tech alumnus and the owner and proprietor of Sound Running. It's Jesse Williams next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Tess and Docs, we are excited to be joined on the phone by the proprietor and owner of Sound Running. It's soundrunning.run. It's Jesse Williams. Jesse, how are you? Great. Hey, man, thank you so much for joining us. Soundrunning.run. How did you get a sound run? How did you get a dot run URL? 
How's that work? Random, uh, you know, I have it hosted on Squarespace, okay. and it was one of the options. And <laughs> believe it or not, .com was not an option, but .run was. So, Perfect. Yeah, I thought I was like, well, that's unique. People should remember that. That's awesome, man. Well, very cool. We're excited yeah. to talk to you about your uh, – Fairly new business. Uh, we're going to talk to you about uh, all your work that you had, years and years of work at Brooks Running, uh, where you did, you were a marketing manager, did a ton of things for, for Brooks. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about your running, but first, um, we got to talk about Texas Tech and UVA. That's how we started off the, <laughs> oh, the program. Um, uh. So, dude, um, yeah, uh, Jesse's a longtime friend of, of, of mine, and, uh, you know, he's, he's a Texas Tech guy, and you know, I figured maybe their football team would do some good things, but never thought <laughs> their basketball team. Um, well, first off, I mean, it was a pretty incredible run. Uh, it must have been pretty thrilling for you to follow your team all the way to the final game. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a, the whole season start to finish. I mean, when I saw at the beginning of the season, uh, we had, you know, Duke was on our schedule. And for a Big 12 team, like Texas Tech to have Duke on the schedule. I know UVA has them every year, whether they right. want it or not. But I was like, okay, wow, we must think a lot about this team if we're throwing that in schedule <laughs> 10 games in. So, and we played them really well. And once we did that, I was like, all right, if we can play those guys well, we can pretty much win any game that we're in if we play well. Mm-hmm. And so, in which we showed in the tournament. Um, and I think you know, like you and I talked about um, any other year, uh, Tech would be out and I'd be rooting for UVA. <laughs> right. Uh, but this year, it was like we were playing each other. And yeah, so, I mean, it was everything I wanted it to be game-wise. It just, you know, obviously uh, minus the win. <laughs> yeah, well, we had a couple, you and I had a couple back and forth on Twitter and Instagram. And somebody, yeah. somebody actually asked me whether uh, Jesse was going to get the King Street store had Texas Tech won. <laughs> and the answer, of course, was yes. He was getting the King Street store. I was going to hand him the deed. <laughs> Or the lease, yeah. or the I don't know what would it the be. The keys to the kingdom. Keys to the yeah, to the kingdom. The keys, store, yeah. So. But had, I, I mean, I I, I I don't know if 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 Texas Tech had won, I don't know how I would have what I would say now. But yeah, you would have gotten the King Street <laughs> store, dude. It was you know. Hey, but yeah. wait, what did what is what yeah. did Farley get? Yeah, that's a good question. Do I get <laughs> soundrunning.run? Yeah, out there? Yeah, I didn't throw that out there. I just do you know like I knew what I wanted. Right, so. right. I, I should have gotten his his business. That's oh, well. why soundrunning.com is not available. Farley got <laughs> I owned right, it exactly. I owned, I owned Chris went. Yeah, he went and registered it yet. Um, so uh, <laughs> it was too bad that that you couldn't make make the trip. Um, I know you were like you wanted to go to Minneapolis, right? Uh. I looked at it with a buddy of mine because he lives in the Midwest still, and he was like, hey, fly out, we'll go. And it, you know, tickets wouldn't have been bad, but I just, I'd like to say that I, you know, would have planned better. But to be fair, every year, even when we have amazing teams, Elite Eight is the furthest they've ever gotten. Right. And the Elite Eight games, you know, like they were. I just was blown away. Every time we won, I kept like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, and yep. and so it was just too late by the time I looked. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was looking on, you know, Saturday night. Yeah. I mean, it would have been – I think it would have been – I don't know if it's too smart to book uh, a Final Four ticket back in, uh, you know, early March if, if you're a Texas Tech or a uh, Virginia fan. So. Unless you're really no. committed. <laughs> Unless you're really committed and Hey, there's blind, that guy that faith. had a $1,500 uh, I know. Uh, on, on Tech at the beginning of the year. So – I was like, wow, okay. I mean, that's that's pretty smart. But then I also thought, wow, that was a huge bet. That's when an idiot. Tech was right. Picked. <laughs> right. Yeah, to be like eighth in the Big Twelve. <laughs> yep. 
All right. Well, um, you're a good sport about it, man. It, we, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I do have a we, we do have a number of other things we want to talk about. Um, yeah. Let's uh, let's let's go back to your days at Brooks. So I got to know you uh, really well when you worked for Brooks. You, you must have worked there ten years or so, right? And what was your position? So I, you know, I started uh, in 2003 as a guru. That's how I got to know you because we I would go to the Virginia stores in the area and Pacers was one of my accounts. So it was great. But um, then I moved out to Seattle and we started a sports marketing program. And so, and I was with sports marketing ever since because the department grew um, over the years. We added more employees. We added more, um, I guess, properties or events, um, you know, to our, our list, our budget got bigger and it just got more and more, <laughs> more and more fun every year. Cause it was like, Oh, now we have this team, and now we have this event. And now we, you know, so yeah, I was I was actually there for thirteen years. Wow, and and yeah. so you were. I mean, I would say you were among other people, but responsible for for securing the Hansons deal, and then you know, seeing your first Olympian to, that was wearing Brooks gear and Brian Sell make the team in what two thousand eight. Uh, 2008. Yeah. And, very exciting. I mean, that must've been a huge moment for you and the entire Brooks team when Sal made the team, right? Oh, it was, I mean, it was kind of surreal. It was like, you know, it, it sounds funny cause you wouldn't think about it this way, but you know how small Brooks is and especially was at the time. I mean, everybody in the company knew who Brian was. He was our guy and we knew everybody knew how hard he worked and just, it was a special time because it was a special person mm-hmm. and uh and i still keep in really good touch with brian to this day and you know he's he's still you know the same old brian that you just love he's just like you know such a character and such a hard worker and the having him be that olympian especially the first one was kind of special but yeah it's uh it's still you know still one of the biggest moments yeah i mean and, and you know now you've got uh, th- these days, what you guys had built—I'm uh, talking about you, like you're st- you're still there—but what you built, I mean, you got to feel still, um, you know, a, a major allegiance to to what they're doing. And you got Desi winning the Boston Marathon, who she's making the Olympic team. You've got the Brooks Beasts, and you've got the Hansons program. You've got just a, an entire group of of runners who you know represent Brooks. I mean, how does that? How did that happen? I mean, was it? Brian sell and then you build to, to this huge huge group uh, how did, how'd you guys get there you know it's uh, it's piece by piece um, it really helps when something like the Hansons you know got off to such a great start and Brian kind of you know real like showed hey this works like we supported this team and look what happened and and then you know it pays dividends I mean Brian was you know who's a lot of people's favorite runner I remember when we were at the 2008 Olympic trials um and we were hosting a run and one of the best high school kids in the country came to our group run at the trials and he came because brian sell was going to be there and he said oh brian sell is my favorite runner and i just remember i just remember thinking okay wow that's a big deal if these high high school kids are looking up to a marathoner because they when you're in high school you don't know what a marathon is a marathoner who runs for brooks that's pretty awesome you know and so and i remember talking to the flow track guys who were like hey this is such a cool thing like i didn't know even know what brooks was when i was in college and now like a lot of my favorite people run in brooks and so but that happened piece by piece it was like we had the hansons brian was successful you know and then desi was successful and we started the beast right around you know, a year or two after we started the um, Brooks PR meet, which was also like a very, kind of a high school national championship. And the way that kind of happened was 
win by win. If you get a win, you go back in the office and you're like, well, I have another idea. Can we do this? And we had a great team too. I mean, um, you know, the people I worked with at Brooks were, you know, there's some of my best friends and that's just who you're working with every day. So that makes it easier too. Um, you're just working with your friends and working with good people. I think the running community is that way in general, but, um, yeah, it was fun and we were small. And so we had a personal kind of attachment to all of those successes and that's what made it even better. Right. It's like when Desi almost won in 2011, it was like this emotional moment, but then for her to come back and win, right. like I wasn't even at Brooks anymore when she won, but I promise you it felt, it felt like I was, you know, it was like, I was that you angry, felt like you, know? you won too. Yeah. Yeah. It just was like, you know, the, you take a gamble every time you sign an athlete and they are worth so much, but you, you gamble on their upside. You're like, well, Desi's amazing. And one day she could win Boston Marathon. Doesn't mean she will. Mm-hmm. One day she could win New York or she could medal at the Olympics. But every athlete you sign, you're kind of taking that leap of faith. And then when you see that like lottery ticket kind of pay off, <laughs> and it pays off for them as well. Obviously, Desi's had an amazing, you know, run. But um it justifies everything that you've done up to that point. You know, you kind of took these gambles and then wow, your gamble paid off. And I think I've seen that, you know, the last year and a half, two years that Brooks has had, it's been amazing. I mean, Drew Wendell, who was a beast, who was like kind of a developmental guy who probably not many people looked at. He got a silver medal indoors and he made the world team outdoors. I mean, so they've had a good run, you know, and I see, you know, and it's just, it is, you do get proud when you look at like the building blocks that we set up and then, you know, the team that's there is a great team. And so they're going to just keep having success. Well, we're going to talk to you about Sound Running, which is your new project that you're working on. Uh, yeah. But before we do, uh, what, one more thing about Brooks, because you're right. When you started in 2003, it just wasn't the brand that it is now. Like a lot of people, a lot of our listeners who maybe shop specially running or run marathons, they know Brooks is the top, you know, the top brand, the top uh, right. running, running brand out there. And it just wasn't that. But you guys really made your mark through the years and at the 2012 olympic trials track trials i felt like wow this is a company who's really arrived people are noticing and i want you to tell a story about the track trials where other brands kind of took notice too and um you know i i don't know if you guys were the favorite of of other brands but you were certainly the favorite of a lot of people watching at that track trials yeah it, it was, um, you know, we plan, I mean, every four years you got this Olympic trials and it's kind of the, the Mecca for runners every year, especially when it's in Eugene. And, um, we plan for a while and what we're going to do there. And so we had rented this house across the street from Hayward field where we were hosting group runs every morning. It was just like, you know, kind of fraternity animal house scenario. I where, stayed there. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You stayed yeah, there. We had yeah. retailers stay there. We had employees stay there that came down from Seattle to watch our athletes. We had, um, we hosted hospitality stuff there, press conference, you know, all this kind of stuff. But so we kind of had this energy, right? We were kind of the, we weren't the sponsor obviously, but we were, we were trying to do things for the runners. And one of the things that we, randomly last second came up with and it was a guy who is now managing the sports marketing department steve DeCoker. we kept talking about um well you know how can we do something for our athletes that's special i mean we can't really do anything it's eugene it's nike town it's you know what can we do and 
kind of joking, jokingly, Steve had this idea about flying a plane over the uh, the stadium. And of course, like our our VP of marketing at the time, David Larson. If you know him, the crazier the idea, the more Dave likes it. So and you're so, so you're talking a prop plane, like like you're at the beach or something, and you see uh, Jesse's uh, crab shack or something like that. Right, One of those, right. You know. Yeah. And what's funny is like Steve loves projects like this, so yeah. he ran with it. We were like, well, we have money. Dave <laughs> gave us the money, and so he went and found basically this guy who will like. Yeah, they'll print the banner, the banner gets sent to him, and then he'll fly it. And he doesn't know anything else except for I'm going to fly this banner. And so we look into it, and we're good to go. We fly We fly it. We don't actually think anything of it. We just think that'll be really cool for our athletes. And, and nobody owns, actually, owns the airspace? Nike or nobody owns the airspace? Right, did you guys because look we into- did look into that. Okay. We were like, okay, what's the deal with the airspace? Because uh, why, why wouldn't people do this over like football games sure. and like over the Olympics and whatever? Like it seems like, well, so any anything over like X amount of people – the airspace is like secured and it's like sold. Right. So like, if you see a Geico flying over yeah. the, you know, the, the Redskins game, right. it's like, well, of course, you know, that's all paid for. But this was, it wasn't over that amount. And so the airspace hadn't been secured by USATF or by any sponsor or by anybody. And so it was kind of this, like, it, you can do whatever. I mean, you know, anybody can fly over. It's and like so, the original guerrilla marketing. Totally. Yeah. And and it, and it, I would like to say that like, oh, we had this awesome like guerrilla marketing plan. It was honestly meant for the athletes. We, we, we just thought like, this would be so cool to like support our athletes. And then it ended up becoming this really cool guerrilla marketing. What, thing what did the banner say? So it just said run happy. And it didn't even <laughs> say Brooks, right? Wow. So it just said run happy. And it was kind of a wink to our athletes that were running. And so we're like, we'll do it on the last two days of the trials. And so on the ninth day, trials is 10 days long. On the ninth day, um, we flew it. And there was all these pictures on Instagram. And all of our athletes had the exact reaction we wanted. I remember Amy Hastings was an athlete at the time. And she was like, this is so cool. And everybody was taking pictures. And and then you started hearing like a little bit of buzz is like, oh, Brooks did this. And like, Nike's backyard. And I think... I didn't think about it that way, but which sounds funny, but we just, we weren't kind of combative at that time. You know, we just thought this would be great. But um, we got an email the next morning from USAT or for USOC at one of the, one of the two. And they just basically said, um, you violated blah, blah, blah. You can't do this. And I remember reading it thinking like, I mean, they didn't really say like what we violated. They just said they don't want us to do it again. And that we'd like be kicked out if we did. And I remember our, our CEO was right there, like in our house when I got this email. So I showed him my phone. He read How it. How awesome is it that the CEO is in a frat house, by the way? Anyway, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Jim was like, he embraced the trials attitude and, you know, and he was just in there hanging out right before we all walked over to the track and, and we walk. And so I'm like, Jim, I don't know what to do here. And he's like, well, can we stop it? And I, I called up Steve who had been back home because he just had his daughter and he you know he's dad dude he can't be at the trials for 10 days and so i was like steve the guy you called about the plane can we do anything he goes no he's like that guy's already you know he's like he's already left like it's going in the air for the second day yeah for the second day and i was like and so we all kind of just laughed and we were like well (laughs) let's go to the meet you know and so (laughs) we just we were dying because we were like what do we do we just like this is and so we also didn't think like who cares? Like it's right. a plane. Like every square inch of that stadium is Nike. Every square inch yeah. of um, of uh, 
Eugene is Nike. I mean, <laughs> and, and you can't even get past the history and you know, it is what it is. Right. Yeah. So we're just, uh, we went to the track stadium and probably 10 minutes, which is hilarious, right? Cause 20,000 people are there 10 minutes after we sat down. Um, one guy that I know from USATF, Jim Estes came by and he's like, Jesse, we need to talk to you. And I was sitting next to Jim Webb, our CEO at the time. And, uh, Rick Wilhelm, who's our VP of marketing, our VP of uh, sales. And so I go talk to Jim and this guy, um, his name's Chester something from USOC. He screamed at me like I had like done one of the worst things in the world. He screamed at me and yelled at me. And I was just like, I was kind of laughing because I, I couldn't even understand him. He was so mad. And I was like, hey, what's going on? He's like, you guys did this. We told you not to do this. And I was like, I understand. I got your email. But to be fair, I didn't really understand what we were violating. Look at the back of your ticket. Look at the back of your ticket. And I just thought, well, the back of your ticket says that you can be thrown out for anything. I mean, right. it's the, on the back of every single ticket you've ever paid for in your life. Like, if the people that run the event decide to throw you out, they're allowed to. Like, so I, he just kept saying, look at the back of your ticket. So he basically said, we're going to throw you guys out. And we had like 40 retailers with us yeah this is the last day of the trials too this is a big day he was gonna throw out everybody oh i know i I was getting thrown out like i think my wife was probably running the 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 olympic trials final that day that would have been that would have sucked if i got thrown out for your damn plane (laughs) no think about it yeah i mean like and it was hilarious because i was like hey i understand that you are acting on behalf of nike and he's like no this is blah blah and i was like no like you're acting on behalf that's fine but i said um and it is what it is, but I said that those are all their retailers up there too. So I was like, if you're going to throw us out, just throw us us out. I was like, these yeah. our retailers didn't even know we were doing this, and so they they said, well, we can throw you out, or we can have security escort you out. And by this time, Jim Weber, our CEO, had come down there, and Jim's like, yeah, go get security, because <laughs> I think Jim was kind of like, Jim was like, are you kidding? Because he, he wants to make saw, a scene. Yeah, yeah. He exactly. kind of, he finally saw the pettiness too of yeah. like the whole situation, and I think you know like i joke about the pettiness sometimes of that world but and i think maybe they nobody took me seriously they're like uh jesse's just complaining about this or something but it's it is kind of funny and so yeah they had security come get me jim weber and um rick wilhelm who was our vp of sales and they kicked us out of the trials and the best i mean jim said a lot of amazing things like in the 13 years that i was at brooks but my favorite quote from jim ever was we got kicked out. I was like, what now? He's like, let's go get a beer. (laughs) (laughs) Like he thought it was awesome. Yeah. You know, it was like, I was sweating bullets. I'm getting kicked out of the meet with our CEO and, you know, and didn't know what to do. And, and he just was like, let's go. So we went to that little festival outside of the stadium, got a beer and we watched the men's and women's 1500 on TV. That's crazy, man. What a great story. Yeah. It's, uh, it's funny because Brooks has a brand book that they put out, you know, and, um, one of the pictures in the brand book is all three of us after we got kicked out of the the trials. <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining like a perp walk, right? Out of the right, stadium. with cuffs on yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we did like the cuff like yeah. uh, picture with the with the the banner in the background because the thing was is they couldn't stuff the banner, so we were out of the stadium, but the banner was like buzzing overhead the whole time. So That's... it was pretty funny. I mean, right. uh, is... and then. You know, and the reaction is really what made it a story because yeah. nobody would have ever said a thing, but we got kicked out. And so all of a sudden, people start writing about it. 
Yeah, even the New York Times picked it up, right? Yeah, I mean, a pretty small publication, right, you know? Right, <laughs> exactly. And even Pace the Nation's talking about it, Jesse. This is yeah, big Yeah, I mean, well, here we are talking yeah, about it years later. Yeah. Well, we're with Jesse Williams. Uh, we're going to talk about sound running, and that is a great story, Brooks. We will tweet out the picture of, that Jesse's talking about, at Pace the Nation. So, dude, uh, a new chapter in your life. Congratulations. Sound running. Yep. Tell us about sound running. Yeah, um, it's, you know, it's super simple. It's... Um, the idea behind it is it's not only like a, you know, it's a personal coaching site, but the, the root of it is we build tr uh, custom training plans for events and for people. So whatever your goal is, whatever the event is, um, we try to build it as custom as possible. So I think we use the example this morning of, you know, Marine Corps. Right. I mean, Marine Marine Corps is a different course than Chicago or New York. And so you want to build it with the landmarks in mind and you want to build it with the sponsors in mind and with the local retailer in mind. And you, you, the reality is, is the, a lot of the plans that we've seen out there that my friends were purchasing, um, they were just basically Excel files. And they said two miles this day and three miles this day. And not, not that that isn't enough, but we felt like, wow, there's a lot more that can be said here. And our goal was to build something as specific as possible. And that's kind of based off of, well, professional athletes, that's how they prepare for a race. You know, when the Hansons go to Boston, they're, you know, they have a course mapped out that's exactly like Boston. If they're doing workouts on, they're prepared for what's going to happen race day weather-wise. They're prepared for what hills do to your quads, you know, right. just... Mm -hmm. And, and and what's going to be on course, I mean, professional authors are a little different because they have their own bottles and nutrition on course, but everybody else has to take whatever the sponsor is out there. And you need to be practicing with that. And so all of that's built into these training plans. And so we're partnering with races to try to build as specific of a training plan for their runners as possible. And I think that benefits the race, it benefits the runner, and it benefits the sponsors. And so... Um, and it's actually kind of soft launched it months ago because we were kind of testing it. And the launch is actually we're going to, you know, put the website out um, this coming week. But we've it's honestly been like we've partnered with races already and we've been using it. So it's it's kind of funny to say we're launching it when we've been using it already. But uh, yeah, it's that's kind of the idea behind the whole thing. And then there's also obviously personal coaching available there. And there's other things that we do. But the the basis of it is custom training plans. And he's got some really um, great coaching consultants um, with uh, Danny Mackey, who is the Brooks Beast coach, and, of course, Keith and Kevin Hansen, who uh, everybody knows from Hansen's Running. Uh, so that's pretty cool that you got. And Nick Rogers, uh, uh, yeah. also a buddy of yours, who uh, is, is yeah. going to be a coach as well. So, I mean, some legit legit coaches out there which is a lot good. of uh a lot of knowledge right yeah there's a lot of knowledge between that in that group you know so yeah very lucky to uh be around those people and to you know have learned and you know absorbed from you know different things from everybody and so yeah it's going to be uh, exciting and then i feel like just i mean even people like myself and you like how, how many runs you know have we done on those courses and how many yeah. different cities and races do we know and and that itself is a lot of, you know, stuff that I think we take for granted sometimes is like, oh, we've run the Boston course this many times. Like, 
we actually know these things, you know, and I mean, you probably have Marine Corps memorized by yes, now. Yes, I do. I, I could, yeah, I could <laughs> tell you every single turn, actually. Yes. Right, but, exactly. Yeah, well, uh, the, the, the website, again, is soundrunning.run, and you can you can find all the particulars on how to reach out to Jesse and, and get signed up for a training plan. I mean, Marine Corps, you know, is in October, but now is the time you got, you got to... You got to get training. planning. You know, you got yeah. got to get planning. I know people have signed up and they're excited about it, and then they just kind of go dormant for a little bit. So now is the time. You got to build your base. Yes, you got to get out there. Jesse can help you do it. Um, so, Absolutely. so, so, Jesse, um, I, I, I do want to get, I, I do want to get to a couple other things. Um, yeah. So on this podcast, uh, it's well documented that I've don't lead the witness. <laughs> I've run, <laughs> I've run twenty sub uh, three hour marathons. Jesse's done it too, but I talk about it. I brag mm-hmm. about it. He's probably done. Uh, he's probably done it for the last twenty years as well. But um, you don't have a podcast to talk about it. So, so Jesse and uh, our buddy. Craig Vanderhoff put together the five beers, five boroughs race. And I did that as my sub three hour marathon in 2006. Uh, so Can you walk us through that race. Yes. Structure? So, I mean, I, we, yeah. we, I could, we obviously could go on with Jesse for, cause I want to get into a couple other things too. But so basically um, I'll sum it up real quick here. You have a beer at the starting line in the first borough and then Craig and Jesse had set up bars throughout every single borough in in new york city and we would come in and we'd have a beer and i thought when we'd have a beer it would be like chug a beer and go but it became like chug the first beer at the starting line go to the bar what's the second borough um what queens are, queens yeah <laughs> thank you so oh queens. My gosh. queens so you go to queens you can't name the five boroughs why should this count I, so then you go so i'm thinking all right we're gonna chug and go but we chug and then we hang out and we talk to the bartender. The bartender or bartenders are thrilled that we're there. I mean, yeah. Craig had set up like all these, and they love. So we have to socialize a little bit. So you're still running though. But we're, but well, our time. Well, see, I stopped my watch. So I stopped my watch. Uh, so you my cheated. time. See, see, she thinks I've cheated. I still say she's never heard this story before, so and that was her <laughs> first <laughs> reaction. So I okay. say, I so then we go into the next bar, next bar, next bar. I mean, we, we finish the race, and this is. 2006 and Jesse was way fit and I was you know in good shape where a sub three hour marathon wouldn't be a thing so I ran 256 in 2006 but my official time was 330 if you go to the New York City Marathon right right so Jesse what, what were your two times do you remember so well we did this like six years in a row the very first mm-hmm. year was like 2005 mm-hmm. and Farley wasn't in invited 2000, to that yeah I think I was there well, I think I, I think no, I was there it before. was but I think like because I remember Keen and a couple – I don't remember who – like, or maybe Keen it was, was – Yeah, Keen was – The fit, only reason yeah. I remember 2005 was we called it five years, five boroughs in 05. That's how yes. I know it was the first right. year. Yep. Um, and then we did it for the next, like, five years in a row. But in 06, it was way more organized because the first year we walked into a bar and honestly, the guy was like, huh? What are you doing? Right. And, and he was like, uh, and we had to like convince him to serve us. The next year, we had emailed him, and when we came in, he was really excited. But Chris is right. The one thing that happened was I think we only went into two bars, and they were the at Queens. And I remember I remember in the Bronx, we actually had to do like a quickie mart right, <laughs> because they didn't right. have a bar. <laughs> and, and we'd be outside with like brown bags. It was kind of like not ideal. But um, – <laughs> 
<laughs> but the thing was is when we went into these bars it wasn't like it was sponsored like we had to actually pay our tab right. and like we had to, we like carried a credit card with us and and guys would like sometimes we were trying to be kind of in a hurry but then some guy would be like in the bathroom and so we're doing this as a group the only time that we stopped running as a group was after our last beer at like 20 and a half or 21 that's when like you kind of found out like who felt good and who didn't because and Jesse and Keen were like sprinting, like literally down to five thirty pace mm-hmm. and like flying. Like I think, I think and probably like, Craig too, but I, yeah, we I were remember. almost because we're also at that point we're probably running with like the three forty five people, three thirty right. people, yep. but we're running or no, we finished three thirty, three twenty five, yep. so we probably were running five twenty pace, five thirty pace, but with that group, so. It just was bad. I think it was actually like we even said we got to make sure we like aren't doing this anymore because I felt kind of bad that we were like <laughs> just weaving in and out of runners, you know, and like <laughs> and it pro and and we all had like a little buzz going on, so we were like kind of obnoxiously loud, totally. yes, cheering for each other, and we were going wide on turns and giving people fives. There were a lot of hugs, these are all the people know? that Jesse wants to train now, by the way. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, but like. I realize that's that's way more fun with them. Right. You're like with, you know, but it, it was honestly every year we did it. Um, it changed a little bit that three or four bars would be the same. But yeah, it wasn't a quick process. And I remember that um, a couple of my friends kind of have their unofficial PRs <laughs> in this race. Right. Because um, you would get somebody to tag along who was like a 345 person, but they got so into it, all of a sudden you're like, well, dude, you just ran 335, but that was with five stops. I like, know. You wow. just ran a P. And, and I have a lot of friends of mine that are like, they're like, well, my PR is this, you know? And it's funny because the stops, I mean, we never, the closest, I, the closest indicator I have is that year, you know, Chris had 256 on his watch and our official time, I think Keen and I were like, 326 or seven yeah yep. and and i keep thinking well man like okay so that was that was at least 20 minutes but we that's saying that a lot because we made up a lot of time in the last like couple miles absolutely jesse I, your your opinion on this doesn't matter because the the, the case is <laughs> the case is settled but but just just curious do you this think is that like it's... a double jeopardy situation <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah well Far- farley wanted to bring this up because he wants you to vindicate him but this is this has been settled on the podcast so many yes, times i know i know do, do you think that the 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 chip time counts or do you think the watch time counts uh well I think in my mind, and this is me just being like, I, cause I have my own streaks. Yeah. Um, there, I don't have the marathon one cause I didn't do it for a couple of years, but, um, then when I, when I saw Chris I was like, could I have done that? And I was like, well, I know I didn't do one for a couple of years, he but just I ran, have like, yeah, yeah, I have sub five and sub 16 is my streaks. Wow. And, mm-hmm. and some of those are like, one was in like an all comers meet. One was in this crappy five, like and the, and the miles are definitely like on my own. And so, but at this point in time, everybody that ran in that group, especially 05 and 06, I mean, Chris at that point, what was, what were you running? Yeah. Well, I, I know he could have, I yeah, know he could have, we're not, that's yeah. not the question we're asking. The question we're asking <laughs> is, fine. should it count? I, 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 he's trying to, should it count? he's, try, he's no, trying to evade the, he's trying uh, to, okay, fine. Okay. He won't, he doesn't have to because, say, he doesn't have to go on the record. No, because yeah. um, that, I guess my point by the, is saying, 
I have a streak of sub fives. Yeah. But the reality is, that some of them are in practice. Some of them are like, you but know, you still did it, right? You didn't stop <laughs> yeah, halfway yeah. through and take a break. All right. Yeah, I think it's. It, I think I, I get his answer. We don't need to belabor the point. <laughs> okay. yeah, I want to yeah, get to yeah, another. Right. I want to get to another quick thing. I, so uh, we we would hang out afterwards, and uh, Docs was there one year. Um, uh, you know, we we I don't know how we did this. We were young. That's how we did it. And we'd go to bars and we'd we'd have a good time and um, you know go to a karaoke bar. And I, I want Docs to, I want Docs to recount a story that you. Were uh, this is one of my favorite stories. Yeah. Yes. All right. So I don't even know if Jesse knows this, but go ahead. This Docs. I think this was like I think this was the night before a marathon actually. <laughs> so, I, so I don't think anybody was running that year. Okay. Um, and I we were probably doing five beers, five burrows. And- I, I had <laughs> maybe that's possible yeah. as well. I had just come back from Japan where I was a karaoke superstar and I had a lot of karaoke <laughs> confidence. Who isn't? And uh, I go, we walk into a bar where we're meeting a bunch of people to do karaoke. And as soon as we walk in, I sign up. And then I go to the back of the bar where Farley and Joanna's cousin are hanging out. They're buying mm-hmm. beers and drinking. And they're like, Oh, should we do it? What song do you want to do? Blah, blah, blah. They're just like, like, they don't want to, I don't know, whatever. Right. And they call my name. And they're like, you signed up? When did you sign up? So I go up and I sing Better Man by Pearl Jam because that's my go-to. Oh, yeah. Would there and be any other band that you'd not karaoke Docs would, to? Docs would Pearl I do. Pearl Jam. No, I do. I do. I got a, I got a good, I know my repertoire. I've got some yeah. other songs too. But that, that was the one I did that night. And, and it, it was well-practiced. And song comes on. I start singing. There's a bachelorette party right in the front. By the end of the song in the chorus, they're all standing either on the table or on the chairs just screaming. Loving they're him. having a great time. The whole bar goes out. And I, I get off there, and I'm like, I own this place. I just right. knocked it out of the park. <laughs> Everybody wants to come up and talk to me. Then the, the, the very next uh, singer. singer, the guy says, uh, Jesse, can you come up, Jesse? And he oh, says, no. Jesse's, Jesse's going to sing Human Nature by Michael Jackson. And then there's, <laughs> there's complete silence for like, you know, two minutes. And then the guy's like, you know, the guy's like, sorry, uh, the, I can't get the words to come up. And you, and you say, and it's you, this is you. Me, by the way, if you didn't know this was <laughs> you. Amazing. Meanwhile, uh, meanwhile, Docs is being like, he, he's I, I'm basking in the highlight. Yeah. High <laughs> the bachelorette party's <laughs> loving him. He's the hero of the, of the Everybody bar. wants to shake my hand. Everybody yeah. wants to give me a high five. Yeah. And, and Jesse says, um, well, the words don't come up. Can you still do the music? And the guy's like, yeah, I can get the music, but not the words. And he's like, go ahead. Play it. <laughs> that sounds about right. I do not think that Michael Jackson has ever sung that song better. <laughs> I, in all of his live performances. It was unbelievable. Yeah. My my top of the world lasted a minute and 30 seconds. This was your moment. Nobody <laughs> wanted to talk to me anymore. Down. <laughs> and then the bachelorette party was enamored by the... They're like, Doc's here. Yeah. They're like, hey, Doc's, do you know Jesse? See, the thing is, Jesse doesn't even remember this because this is a normal occurrence. So then, like... No, no. I only sang karaoke in, in New York, like, once that I remember. Okay. Because so we were always, time. like... We were always the same, like... You were uh, a rookie when you did that? Yeah. No, he's lying. <laughs> no, yeah, he was no, no, lying. No, no. I wasn't a rookie to karaoke, but I was a rookie in New York. Yeah. Because there was, a, a like, a dive bar right by where I lived in Seattle, which I used to go to with my buddy. And to be fair... We went through like 
30 to 40 songs each till we found out oh like i'm pretty good at this song yeah i mean i was singing like garth brooks i was singing <laughs> random stuff and it was horrible and then one night i was like well i really like michael jackson i'm gonna sing this song and i was like oh like i think i'm actually okay at this <laughs> so then that became my go-to yes you you just nailed like it. Better, like, like you you find your go-to you, you, and you stick with it. There's a few songs that you can do. People always do songs that they can't do. You got to know right. what your you got to know what your limits are in karaoke. I it's can't stress that enough, experience. folks. Yes, <laughs> advice <laughs> here on Face the Nation from for everybody <laughs> yes. concerned. But, it's a better experience. But I will say, so like I don't know, like a month later after after New York or or something like that, or maybe next spring, Farley goes out to Seattle. He goes to some big Brooks shindig. And for whatever reason, he's showing me the pictures from this thing. And I was like, this guy on stage singing at the Brooks party, that's Jesse I know. from New York. <laughs> yes. He was up there with a the real band. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. how I know this. Uh, oh, it's yeah. the only time I've ever done yeah. this. He's I don't know. No. Yeah. I've seen pictures well, of you. That's the best. Like, that's honestly, that's amazing Like that those things didn't connect. Because... That also segues to like that Brooks party and Farley can tell you yeah. was Amazing. kind of a legendary moment. Legendary. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was live band karaoke, but at the same time, like there's, there's video somewhere in the world of like Chris doing air guitar yes. to guns and roses. Yes. Uh, like, yeah. I mean, we were all dressed up too. Yeah. It was, and I, we had probably 15 people on stage doing air guitar to guns and roses and, like we were in the band, you know, on two knees, you know, oh. that, so yeah, it was pretty amazing performance. <laughs> why did you That's leave? Brooks? Why did you leave Brooks again? <laughs> I'm, I'm he's, getting up. he's getting old. He can't keep it up. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. No, um, honestly, <laughs> you know, you always want to do something on your own. You know, how it yeah, is of course, and of course. as good as it is. Like the fact that Brooks was so amazing was the only thing that kept me like in the office atmosphere so long. Yeah. I'm not made for an office. Yeah or meetings or that whole world but because brooks was so awesome i did it for 13 years and one day you're like okay i have to eventually like go do something else or i'm gonna be here forever right and but i never wanted like i don't ever plan on going back to another office because i'm like well i've worked with all my best friends and i worked at a great company so i can't like beat that no doubt well, you know. <laughs> those are those are some great stories. I want to I want to just close with uh, you're, you're still uh, you're, you're a master's runner now, but you know this guy oh boy, he was yeah. you know he was a good runner in the day. I don't know why he ran at Texas Tech, but but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, you, you're still running and just ran the the LA Marathon. How how's the running going? You know, it's fine. It's uh, I I finally got to the phase which I think is perfect timing where I run to stay in shape now. Whereas before it was like, I didn't even consider being in shape. I just considered like what time I wanted to run or what place you want to get in some event. Now it's completely based on, uh, I'm going to try to train for this event because I want to stay in shape. And that's kind of how I approached LA Marathon. And I talked to a bunch of friends into doing it with me, which makes it 10 times better. Um, And so, yeah, just ran LA, but the first marathon in quite a while. So it was kind of fun to just go out there and, you know, enjoy a completely different course and completely, you know, it was a perfect sunny day and, you know, so zero complaints. And yes, I'm now in that category that I never thought I'd ever be in, which is the master's category, which all my friends let me know 
so many times well, he, that <laughs> yeah well he ran 236 so that's not bad for uh for for i mean that's that's pretty solid man so that's you're obviously you know, like, a decent amount legs don't work the same as they yeah, used no, to chris they don't. i know i agree <laughs> i agree i am sweating the sub three hours this year so uh, <laughs> well you know you have a lot i mean you know what do you have now 25 stores now <laughs> exactly <laughs> five stores it's the kids it's the kids brother it's the two kids the kids i yes, love the kids love that. the kids but it's yeah um well, let's be honest my, my wife does all the work let's be honest um, <laughs> nobody's disputing that yeah <laughs> nobody's <laughs> disputing that well the, the website again is sound running dot run it's a uh, online training program jesse williams is the founder he's the proprietor of it um this has been awesome to catch up, man. I, yes. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, we probably could have gone on with more and more stories, <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll we'll end there and we'll get you on again once the business is 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 up and running a few months. And, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll have to ca- catch up again. Uh, you, oh, yeah. dude, you're a good sport uh, about the Texas Tech loss. Um, uh, you know, at, at least he, call it the Virginia win. You have, <laughs> it's yeah, been a couple days, nice. so I'm yeah. I'm better. Yeah, you uh, you, you you live in California, right? Yes. Where in where in California? I'm in Santa Monica, dude. So you didn't want to live in Alexandria, Virginia, with the old town <laughs> King Street store anyway. Well, I was having problems. I was like, if you know, with a minute to go, I was like, oh my god, I gotta move to Alexandria. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, That's a big change. <laughs> no, you didn't want that. So it all worked out. All right, dude. Th- 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 thank you so much, Jesse. Really yes, appreciate it. Yes, thank you. It was awesome. All right, there he goes. Jesse Williams of soundrunning.run. He joined us on Pace the Nation. We're going to take a quick break and be right back after this. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Jesse Williams of SoundRunning.run for joining us today on the program. A fun interview. And also a karaoke ringer. <laughs> right. Yeah, he <laughs> is. Exactly. That's the business he should have got into, mm-hmm. let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, I, I sort of remembered it a little differently. I remember him nailing it. I thought it was Man in the Mirror. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't. That's it one was, of, yeah, it it was, was, oh, you remember, because yeah. it was the greatest night of your it life turned life. into yeah, yeah. turned into a, a wah-wah. What a mm-hmm. swing. Like, what an I, emotional I swing. swing. It was like a UK was basketball game. <laughs> I was on top of the world. Uh, but thanks again to Jesse Williams. Uh, I, I got to give uh, a big props to Mike Billish of, of Brooks Running. Uh, he's the one who uh, I was with him last night. We had at dinner. He he's the one who recommended getting Jesse on, which was a great idea. And we bumped another guest for uh, for Je- for Jesse. And I we won't say who. Perfect. Yeah, we won't say. Who. We'll get that another guest on in, in the near future. But thanks to Mike Billish. Uh, thanks to the group at Brooks Running, who is always a, a great supporter of Pacers Running, the podcast, etc. I mean, they they were the ones who got us. Uh, des linden uh they're always a great sponsor of the show so uh yeah this uh this was very much set up by uh, mike billish so thank you mike all right so before we get in, we're going to close the show talking some uva basketball and mm-hmm. you know this is going to be a long show but you guys deal mm-hmm. with it sorry uh i want to get to a couple of things that we talked about deal last, with it. last time. i love it when you tell the listeners <laughs> get over it <laughs> so just put the work in and listen to the show for crying <laughs> right. out loud Yes, and I, I don't want passive listen, listeners. I want active mm-hmm. listeners. You notes. Know? You yeah, should be taking exactly. notes. Uh, but Tess, you told a story last week that was, I thought was really cool, and it was a kind of a, a feel-good story. Uh, tell us again because that story is somewhere in the ether and never, never <laughs> to be heard. Yeah, um, I guess it was two weeks now. Now I was walking home from work, not run commuting, walking on foot slowly, 
Um, and I was a couple blocks away from my place, and I was walking over um, kind of an overpass. Like, it's its own street, but 66 runs underneath it. And um, I noticed on the side of the road there was this binder that essentially exploded on the side of the road and just papers everywhere. everywhere. And I was just thinking, like, oh, man, like, I know there's a pond and a stream down here. Like, I don't really want this ending up, like, in the ecosystem. I'm also thinking, like, these papers are going to spread everywhere. It's going to be a disaster. It's going to be on people's lawns and the cars. It's just, I was like, I'm just going to pick it up. Like, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to pick it up. I would have walked right by it. But now that you tell that story, I, I actually mm-hmm. think, yeah, that's a yeah. smart thing to do. I mean, it's it's not like gross street garbage. It's like right. hundreds loose of loose leaf, loose leaf papers. Yeah. And I just start picking it up. And the guy who's walking behind me starts to pick it up. And then a cyclist pulls over and he starts to pick it up. And then well, because they all the thought other, it was yours. They all thought it was <laughs> yeah. mine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was just sitting there. I was like, oh, my gosh. This is very nice of all these people. This dad pulled over with his son out of the side of the road, and they hopped out of their cars and started picking it up. And I was like, this is army, like, just deployed. And they're all just, like, handing me the papers That's now. Awesome. I was like, oh, man. And I didn't want to, like, spoil their good moment. They're probably thinking, like, oh, I'm doing such a good so, thing yeah. right now. Like, and I feel like I'm doing a good thing. <laughs> yeah, because w- if you had, like, taken the papers and dumped them in the trash, they would have been, like, horrified. <laughs> yeah. No, I brought it home, and <laughs> yeah. then I put it in the recycling. Like, <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> But that's really cool. People it was awesome. Stopped, stopped what they were doing. They didn't get caught up in all their nonsense and helped you out. Yeah, wait like a minute, half cool. a dozen people interrupted their very day. Cool. That's very cool. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait yes. A minute. Yes, Docs. What were the papers? They were some poor kids like science homework. Oh, man. <laughs> so these guys are like looking it up. And they're like, sure. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Teacher. I was thinking okay. like, maybe think yeah, of a teacher. Yeah, okay. like, yeah. papers, I was near yeah. like a school situation. So I was like, ah, yeah. oh, okay. That's really cool. I think those are good moments to sort of remember. And, you know, next time you're caught up in the rush of your own day and your own life and all that stuff, hey, yeah, if if you can stop, help somebody else, it's great. The dad in the minivan was like pretty much screaming. He's like, there's still good people in the world. He was so excited. I was like, I can't take away your joy. Right. I'm going to make sure. You should have stole his minivan. (laughs) (laughs) Keys are still in it and I can drive manual. Yeah, very cool. Um, all right, you mentioned run commuting. You've been run commuting uh, downtown. Is it better now that the cherry blossom? Are the tours gone now? We touched it's, on uh, the cherry blossom. It's last not week. as bad. You can notice on M Street when there's like a tourist surge, and yeah. it's been better yeah. over the last couple of days. Because uh, Doc's, you know, he, he mentioned last week his neighbors got. Uh, I think they're dogwoods. I don't think no, they're they're, no, it's cherry blossoms. <laughs> there's yeah. different types. But, but you know what's crazy is that uh, I was out getting my mail the other day sometime this week and the guy was out there with the you know sweeping up all of the flowers that are now all over the sidewalk and all over his front lawn the tree's empty right it's i love that though it's like tree snow i love it and i love running through it and you're kind of like raining little petals well there was a lady walking down the street with her daughter and she got up to that guy as i witnessed this and she was like, oh, I'm so sad that your tree is, is, is gone. We've been enjoying it so much for the last two weeks. I was like, yeah, she didn't have to go downtown. Right. She just picked her kid up from school, <laughs> right. walked her kid back, and they got, this, they got the whole experience for two full weeks. And, and then so the trees definitely – so that all the leaves are the 
blossoms fall off. The petals fall off, fall and off. then there come the leaves, and okay. you know the and cycle anybody, continues. This, okay, all right. I, the I should fl- know that living here forty three years. Those but flowers okay. are only on the tree for like two weeks. Two weeks, mm-hmm. and that's and why weeks, there's the mass, yes. massive crowds. Everybody crowds. needs to go at the same exact right. time at the same exact hour. So I think I told, I'm driving. I'm not sure I told this story on the the the. The the, the mythic pod- yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the podcast that went in the ether but can I can I just say that the the, the chances that an episode without me was the greatest episode ever recorded <laughs> is so ridiculous I know that's okay true. all right that's I'm true. sure you guys did great but come on let's yeah. let's all right let's let's, let's be honest, honest with our listeners all right, all right all right that's true I honesty is the best policy so <laughs> I I was I, I recounted this story uh, a couple weeks ago and I don't think I told it last week but mm-hmm. running downtown. Driving downtown, biking downtown, metroing downtown. There was no good options. No. So uh, just remember that for next year. When they are in full bloom, I ran down there Sunday. Just look Sunday. at your pictures you took this year. <laughs> I ran down there Sunday, and I literally was running in the middle of the road because that was the only place I could run. The cars were stopped, so it was like a parking lot. So I'm running in between the cars, which... You know, not a good idea. Probably not a good you idea. You think you're two kids. I know, I know. Not you think you're a motorcyclist in California. <laughs> right, right. I'm doing that thing. Jesse exactly. understands that. A little yeah, lane yeah. splitting. <laughs> yes, lane splitting, exactly. Not the smartest of ideas, but it was the only solution. I was a little bit late to an event that we had mm-hmm. at Navy Yard. And Nothing I, I else could, you could do. I could not. Nothing else you could do. There, I could not believe how many people were, were downtown. So uh, just know that for next year. They're beautiful, um, but... You know, They're maybe, okay. Maybe go to Doc's neighborhood. I <laughs> no, actually, no. Go downtown. No, he doesn't like people. Because it, yeah, but now now I'm gonna have traffic on my street. Right. You're 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 suggesting people. Ugh, what a, I should never have brought it up. That's true. All right. Well, <clears throat> all right. This podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Every Friday this month, there is the. Crystal City 5K Friday, so you can still sign up for three of those races. Um, well, two of them now that this podcast has come out. Uh, two of those races, uh, the best Friday races around. Uh, so sign up for, the, for those, runpacers.com backslash races. Also, you can sign up for the GW Parkway Classic 10-miler. Uh, that is uh, another week away, a week and a half when this podcast come out, comes out. Uh, beautiful run down uh, the GW Parkway, and uh, you know, you, you, there's still still places. If so, if you ran Cherry Blossom, if you didn't run Cherry Blossom, if you enjoyed that 10 miles, if you didn't get in, run the GW Parkway Classic 10 miles. Or if you want to do the 5K, 5K as well. Beautiful 5K that goes uh, down the Parkway as well. Uh, the spot podcast also this week is sponsored by Brooks Running. Brooks Running, BrooksRunning.com. All right, so. Let's close the show with a little bit more Virginia basketball. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the new Boston. Sorry. It is the new Boston. Boston's Good. next week. I'm glad that we've moved on. Yeah, from... I know. And Boston is like happening the day this podcast is released, and we ah. barely even mentioned it. But uh, okay. uh, I'll be in Boston this weekend, uh, excited about Hopefully, there's another Desi-type performance. That, uh, the weather's supposed to be a, a repeat. A little dicey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we'll, uh, I'll, I'll be able to recount that next week. But, Docs... Um, Okay. The uh, the final game, uh, you got together with, with a lot of the UVA crew that ran at Virginia back in the day. I drove down to Charlottesville and watched the game at Random Row. Yes. Which is a brew pub in Charlottesville on Preston Avenue. Everybody should go to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I, watched was, the, I watched the final four game there, and it was incredible. Uh, incredible it was atmosphere. packed. Yeah. It, was, it was unbelievably packed. Um, 
the the intensity of the game. I mean, everybody was into it, and they pulled off the win. As soon as they won, I paid my tab, tipped the bartenders, and got the heck out of there, went to the corner, and watched the chaos on the corner. I mean, I saw some videos from the corner. So the corner mm-hmm. is the downtown student area mm-hmm. where there's, you know, it's there's some restaurants and bars, and it's it's a street. I don't know if they had closed the street. They but did. There was... they, they closed the street off. I don't know. It was like when you approach it, you're, you're two, three blocks away, and there's like garbage trucks blocking the road okay. and police all around, and everybody – in Charlottesville, tried to get in on the same street corner um, all at once, and people were just dancing. So they, somehow they had really good-sounding music outside playing, and everybody singing and dancing. And, and there were a couple songs that I had never heard before that everybody really liked. With the youths? <laughs> yeah, the youth. Yeah. I mean, this know. song came on, what's this? And everybody like goes, singing yeah. along to it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I was afraid. I, 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 I didn't want to say it because I saw one of those videos. It's I didn't happening. want to actually admit it. But yeah, I didn't know those songs either. But everybody was singing in unison and like yeah. bobbing and dancing. I was like, wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was very, very, very cool. And it, it was a, it was such a, um, like, a, a, I don't know, a positive, healthy celebration. People weren't smashing things. People right. weren't turning cars over, setting them on fire. So I got to go somewhere else to get that out of my system. <laughs> Well, I, I saw some of the videos. I, I did get, get a chance to go to Minneapolis, and it was the best game I've ever been to in my life. Uh, unbelievable experience. I have to say, after the game, I was a little jealous. Oh, you should be all, jealous. All my, seeing all my buddies. They're all jealous of you. Well, no, they weren't. You know, no, they weren't. <laughs> seeing all my buddies there uh, together. Um, you know, I had an unbelievable time, and Julie and I had an unbelievable experience, and I was very, very fortunate to do it. But... It was the energy that I saw from these guys. Uh, maybe I went to the wrong places after the. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I think I think so. Game. I think like the people that 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 go to Minnesota for a Final Four game. That, that's that's the collar, you know, the collar shirt crowd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was with the t-shirt crowd. You, you I like the t-shirt crowd. Yeah. I like the, the t-shirt man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was with the students, and there weren't a ton. I mean, there were some students there, but it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like uh, UVA where there was 10,000 students on the corner uh, that night. But uh, I flew out to, to Minnesota. We, we, I talked about booking our tickets. Um, you know, I don't know whether I got it on the show or not, but booked our tickets after the, the Elite Eight game. Got some insurance, but I was going to be out a, a good amount of cash if they didn't make the game. But it was worth the gamble to me. Uh, we booked our tickets um, and didn't buy the tickets and t- buy the tickets to the actual game until uh, obviously after that we knew that they were going to be playing in the final game. So that happened Sunday morning. I buy these tickets on StubHub and an hour later, um, a buddy calls me and he's like, I actually have free tickets for you. Uh, did you buy tickets? And I said, yes, I just dropped like 1600. I spent a lot of money, $800. And then you can a, resell them, well, did you? It, it, actually, I'm sorry, it was $1,400, $700 a ticket. Um, so I, was like, I said, okay, I'll take those That's tickets. That's a round trip ticket to Europe. Can you believe that? I, can you believe what I spent on this? In, in hindsight, I'm like, I was <laughs> caught up in the emotion of it. I was like, we're not going to You could have gone to Paris like, on like a, a vacation. Farley, no. Farley doesn't know where Paris is. <laughs> so $1,400 later, it's $700 a ticket. Uh, my buddy calls me and I'm like, huh. but I was willing to pay it. 
So I said, all right, let me try to resell them, knowing that I wouldn't get what I'd get for them, uh, what I paid for them. So I put it back on StubHub, no action, no action, no action. So finally, I said, all right, I'm going to go pick up the tickets, and then I'm going to try to like resell them, I guess. So they, StubHub has these like little, you go to like a StubHub center or which which is in some restaurant or bar didn't have an app on your phone it wasn't an app it was actually physical tickets what so i go to this so it's because the the final four tickets are something that you wear on a lanyard around your neck exactly and there are some on the app i didn't get the i i didn't understand what was what why i i got an app ticket and these weren't app tickets but but yes I think it's because they're souvenirs is why mm-hmm. why they do it. So I mean, I, if you're paying seven hundred bucks a ticket, it's got to come I know, with something. I know, seriously. <laughs> so uh, I mean, I got pretty decent tickets, and 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 the, my buddy's tickets were very similar, crazy enough, in the Virginia section. So I pick up the tickets, I go outside, and I have them, and immediately I'm swarmed by scalpers, and they say, "How much do you want from?" Them? I said, uh, "Well, I paid um, seven hundred each for them. Will you give me four hundred each for them?" And immediately the guy like grabs them from me. He's like, yes. I'm like, well, I, I mean, why did I was like, why did I why say that? Why did you lowball yourself? <laughs> why did I just say You I could have said $1,000 each. I know. He, he grabbed them from me and then he hands me eight $100 bills. And I'm like. Did you have what? a pen to check the quality of the bill? I, I didn't actually. <laughs> Fortunately, Were I did Were you looking into back the, in the light? With, like, you know what? These looking are for things, the security strip? I was just. He was bummed out that he only took eight hundred. I know. I, I, I was asked for anything. I know. Like, give so me your I, car. So the guy, the guy immediately takes them and he immediately is going to resell them. So I mean, I, obviously he so was. You should have bought them back from him. I probably should have seen what he had given me, but I just determined I was the worst negotiator ever. <laughs> I mean, why did I say four hundred? Because he yeah. peels off eight. But then when you have eight one eight hundred dollar bills in your hand, you're like. All right, now my tickets are only three hundred each because I, you know, I'm out six hundred. I'm like, do I really say? Uh, actually, I want five hundred, and then you know, yes, yeah, it, it you was, did a yes. you did a bad job negotiating. It's the old for burden sure. hand thing, you know. The problem so, is that you you threw the price out. I, you should have just said it's like you yeah. should have just said I do. Uh, I, I am willing to sell for these him? for the right price. Right. What do you? Yeah, I know. Hindsight, I I know. I, I probably lost a couple. Have of you never negotiated for apparently anything? Not, <laughs> apparently not. That's not my position here at Pacers for sure. Um, so anyways, th- that Let's was Let's not teach him these tricks before we negotiate our next rate. <laughs> we got to yeah, censor your this next, episode. Your next contract is, yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you know where, where you are going to go land on your next contract with the, uh, after the 200th episode when you guys renegotiate with me. Um, but so, uh, you know, that was, it was fine. So we, we got to get, so I, I, I went back to, we, our hotel was right by, uh, they had this, this outdoor area that was for the pregame. Where you know ESPN was, CBS was. Uh, they had all these games. They had a live band playing. Uh, you could you could take pictures in front of huge banners and Final Four, all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So hung out there, open area where you could have beers, and it was it was awesome. Minnesota did it right. I think there's like a foot of snow there today, and it was like 60 degrees there <laughs> that day. So we really really lucked out. Um, uh, to, uh, you know, the day of the, the, the final final game because the weather was beautiful. Hung outside, went to the game, and it was a blur for the next two and a half hours because it was so stressful, up and down, up and down, up and down. But just being there, um, you know, seeing all, you know, that the celebration, I literally was in tears. Uh, and Julie was too. And she wasn't even, a, you know, she didn't even go to Virginia. But uh, mm-hmm. I think... Uh, 
She was just happy that she was a tears. She of knew joy. that if they lost, you were going <laughs> to ruin the flight home. <laughs> I know, I was gonna, yeah, so that was tears of joy. Yeah, she was, was like, "Oh, the, thank God, <laughs> he's pretty, not going to be a miserable yeah. sob for six yeah. months." And, and I, I have to say, I mean, it was you know the I, I probably put too much stock into sports and my local teams. Yes, uh, but it was no arguments. You do own a running business. I, yeah. So I, yeah, I've got a sports related. I work in sports ish, you know, but it was, I don't you, think Tess understands what I've seen you break a closet door because somebody gave up a first down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was a moment that I'll never Never forget, and it was one of the top moments. I, I literally, I mean, this is recency, but it was one of the top moments of my life. Being there with Julie, watching them win, forever for Virginia fan uh, to know what the you know that that I was. I felt like I was like part of the team to know what the team went through and all this stuff. It was like it was incredible. So the Caps won, Virginia won. I can never say I never get the breaks anymore because. Um, all we did was get the breaks for this Final Four run. I have a terrible confession to make. Yes. I didn't watch the game. Oh, no. I'm Why talking about, I'm gushing on how emotional <laughs> experience, one of the top moments of my life, and you just were like, didn't watch any I of it? I didn't watch any of it. Okay, I, li- I watched the last 30 seconds when everybody was like freaking out. Right. And I was like, yeah, okay. All right, that's fair. I like your honesty. I like your honesty. That's yeah. cool. Uh, so you were up. Watching the end of it, or you just watch replay plays. No, well, so when it went into overtime, I was like, "Oh, I guess I got to watch this." Wow. <laughs> so were you watching something else? Were you doing something? I else? was going to go to bed. Really? Wow. So you weren't even watching. You found out it goes overtime. You're like, ah, maybe I should turn it on. Yeah. And you see the last thirty seconds. All right. You know what? Um, I'm not going to throw you off the show today, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. I, I feel I, like I get to make up for that. Like I was downtown for the Caps win, standing outside the stadium. So I feel like I, I know because you're, you're a sports all fan. of my obligations. You're a sports fan. You're like yeah. a soccer, big time soccer fan. But I'm say? not a, a big time UVA basketball no, okay, fan. Okay, fair. So okay, I'm yeah. not going to put that level of commitment right, into it. That's fair. All right, that's cool. I, I probably wouldn't watch the NCAA final if UVA wasn't in it. Really? I know people, yeah, and I, I usually skip the college football championship. Yeah. All right. I, I'm not interested in, in those, you know, investing that kind of time into these things. Like, a college basketball game, because they review everything, takes seven hours. Right, right. It's true. It's true. It is true. I think that was my problem. I didn't want to watch it because it started so, so late. late. And I it was also like, oh, was so late. Like, that was lame. Right. Yeah. Right. The, the, the late start also really... Uh, hurt the celebrations, the post-game celebrations. Let's be real. The West Coast is going to leave work early to watch this game. Right. Like, if they, you if they're don't really need to schedule it that late. But, yeah, I mean, if they're really into it, they are going to find a way to leave work early. And I, I just don't know. Like, you can start it at 7. I, I would not maybe cater eight to the East West Coast. Coast 8 o'clock's okay. 8 yeah. o'clock's okay. Start it at 8. Pre-game yeah, stuff starts but at 7. it was like 9.30 by the time I started. 8.30 Minnesota time. So it, it does get out late. We stay till the bitter end until they cut down the nets, all that stuff. And then meet the guy who gave us the tickets at a bar. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't a UVA bar. We went to this bar that, unfor- I, I don't know. We, Good planning. We, we should have. done goofed. Uh, you know, we did. And, and, and it, was, it was all about getting to the game and being, and, and I just couldn't even 
plan anything afterwards. Did you black like, out? Hit, you have I, you have zero experience planning things. <laughs> like now, all of a sudden, you're going to be great at it. No, I don't. Like what you're you right. do on on every trip that you've ever gone with me is you let somebody. You I just say, go with the flow. You yeah. just go with flow. Now, I don't plan either. I'm not a great planner. I'm I'm gonna I <laughs> right. help people plan. Oh my god, so you guys! I have color coded spreadsheets. See, when I, I needed travel. you there. I needed you there to help us plan where the UVA folks were because there was a UVA celebration. Um, but we were in the bar uh, till two thirty, two two thirty or so, just recounting the game, talking to people. Uh, it was it was awesome, hanging out. Um, but our flight was at six. Oh my we were, gosh! We were an hour away from the airport, so we had to be we had to leave at about four. So we literally got. Did you just go straight from the bar. We sh- we should have. We we got ninety minutes of sleep. That's useless. And then, <laughs> I know. And then to the I airport. I don't think I would wake up in ninety minutes. No. Yeah. Um. It, I'm surprised we did. Uh, Ubers. There's. If you're traveling to Minneapolis, and, and you think you're getting an Uber in, in in a minute or two at a hotel in downtown Minneapolis, just understand it's not like D.C. or Boston where they're like hovering everywhere all the time. We call an Uber and they're like, ah, oh, we'll be here in thirty minutes. I'm like, we're gonna miss our flight. So <laughs> all there, over there again. Was, again. I know. So there was a uh, there was a, a two two women who were standing there. They were about to get in a car that was pulling up, and Julie says, "Can we ride with you to the airport?" She knew they were going to the airport, and they said, "Oh, sure, yeah." So if oh, they had not been there, I know another random act of kindness. Had they not been there, and then we gave them cash for the ride, they not been there. We might have missed their flight, and that would have not been good. Because uh, poor Julie had to conduct practice that afternoon um, after zero sleep. Ugh. I didn't really have I to. I just do. send them off on a two-hour run. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was incredible. Um, I, I did get some some tweets during the game. Uh, Kellen Sung tweeted me, and he said, I wonder how Farley's doing. And and Julie saw that tweet, and she uh, took a picture of, of me with my hand in my, he- my head in my hand. Um, and then she took, we took another picture of being elated. So it, it was a little bit of a range of emotion that, okay. we, that we were on Kellen's, uh, mm-hmm. uh, also, um, my story was, was literally 45 seconds I know. long. I, I just, one more thing, one more thing. I, I, I did have another bet going with another Texas tech, uh, alumnus, uh, oh, for the Clarendon store, not for the Clarendon store, but for, uh, for the DC dog, DC runner. dog runner. I saw DC this dog one runner. Uh, he bet me a new pair of shoes, uh, to four 30-minute runs for London. So, um, DC Dog Runner, um, I got your. Uh, you're a good man. You uh, you pay your do, you pay your bets. I got your email. I will uh, let you know the details on when you can run London. So, on the show, so keep listening. Yes, he doesn't for respond context, to anything. That's a dog, not the city. He's not going to run London. Right. No, you're right. And DC I, DC Dog Runner was a guest on on an, a previous episode. Tess. Yes. Uh, you see, guys, anything that happened before 175. I know. Yeah, I, that's why I'm telling you. That's why I'm telling you. Like, what if we have a new listener? Yeah, well, very, very, that's why I'm telling. That's yeah. why I'm telling so, this story. So DC Dog Runner, I mean, he's going to be, I'm going to be interested to see if he can run London or one of his employees can run London because she runs you, not the other way around. So I bet you they know how to handle a dog better than you do. Yeah, probably. It's my, that's my guess. All right. Well, we'll keep you posted on that. So thank you to the DC Dog Runner. You're a good man for, 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 uh, Paying your dues. And also, Farley and I were in Carter's uh, NCAA oh, that's bracket. Right. Yes. And I guess he tweeted out on the last, on, on the day of the final, that if Texas Tech won, I would win all of the money. 
And if UVA won, Farley would win all the How money. How crazy is that? We all, were, yeah, it was us two in the final. Yeah. All I have to say, well, game. first of all, and he was like, is, is Docs going to be pulling for Texas Tech? I have to be honest. I didn't know that I was in the running for the money because I, <laughs> I, I, I signed up for it and then I didn't check anything. Uh, absolutely not. It was the dumbest tweet ever. Like the <laughs> dumbest idea that I would root for. Uh, root against my team for my own interest. I I, I, I hate yeah. brackets. Um, also, what is wrong with you, y- y- your group of friends, that the two of us could be one, two in a pool? <laughs> no, no. Oh, yeah. my God. We're terrible at this. Yeah, Carter. Shame pick, on everybody else in that bracket. Pick some new friends. That's mm-hmm. grounds for new friends. Yeah. All right. Great show, guys. To the listeners, thanks for hanging in. I know it was a long episode. We had a lot of UVA hoops to talk, mm-hmm. let's be honest. We so. made up for the last one. That's true. That's true. You got two for one today. Exactly. All right. Thanks to our guest, Jesse Williams, for joining us. It's runningsound.run. Check him out online there. Uh, also, thanks to Brooks. Thanks to Mike Billish for facilitating Jesse for us. All right. For Docs. For Tess, I'm Chris Farley. The Who's are national champions. Can you believe it? This is Space Nation. We'll see you next week. Oh, look at my shirt. <laughs> yes. just experienced the first thing that docs has been impressed by with apple ever that was awesome <laughs> ever um for the wi-fi sharing yes yeah the wi-fi pass i got the request that. i got the request you got the request yeah. it's crazy i didn't know that was a thing that's hilarious it's great yeah for our listeners who are listening to the easter egg <laughs> i needed the wi-fi password for the store and i asked farley what it is and he you shot know, a blank look at my face you know look <laughs> I don't know. It's I like no a long, idea. you know, string of numbers and letters. We and never capital. reset yeah, it. Yeah, no, I know. And then it popped up on my phone and your phone. Mm-hmm. Share the Wi-Fi password, and then I just pushed. So the what? Button. What? How did that happen? Because I was trying to type something yeah. in. Yeah, yeah oh, and wow. both of us got it. Wow. I used to store it as a contact in my phone, and then I'd share contacts with people in my a house. Good one. That's yeah, a good that's idea. Smart. Yeah, that's a really. If good they idea. don't have a, an iPhone, I just mm-hmm. text them the contact, and they have all the info. One time, uh, we were up in New York City. And Farley got the Wi-Fi password, and I had an iPad, which was not on cellular service. 
And I said, Farley, what's the Wi-Fi password? And he goes, I'll text it to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I couldn't. Okay. And when I get connected, I'll receive yeah, that text. I'll, I know. Listen, I don't this, noodle everything like he does. Is this 190? You know, 190. Why? Why? Tell him all it's human nature. Why? Why?